the Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we admit we have a problem and we can't stop talking about Board Game Arena. So we're going to justify it by talking about the top 10 BGA games as rated by BoardGameGeek.com. And we'll throw in a few of our favorites that didn't make it into the top 10 list. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, The Gift of Games in Gray's Lake. Also, a huge thank you to all of our other patrons. Um, and thank you for everyone who joins us on Zoom. Today, we talked a lot about our Railroad Inc. tournament. You can join us every Monday, 8.30. Well, I'll say most every Monday, 8.30 Central Time. <laughs> TabletopGameTalk.com slash live. Uh, there's a link. And you can join us in our Discord. You can join us in our BGA group. Uh, join our BGA group soon if you want to join the next tournament that I don't know what's going to be. Uh, maybe... <laughs> After today, though, we'll we'll have some ideas of what game we may want to do next. And yeah, I'm just going to skip right to what we normally call banter because Kitty, during the pre-show, showed us a picture of a skunk at a two-year-old's birthday party. And well, elaborate. <laughs> it's a, a so, bullcat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Saturday, we were having a party for player four. She turned two. Yesterday, two days ago, if you're listening to this, the day releases. Happy birthday. Yeah, so she's a nice big girl now. And Saturday morning, we woke up. It was rainy. It was gross. We let the dog out. And normally, he goes, I let the dog out. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Who? And normally, he turns to the right to go to the lawn to use the bathroom. But instead, he turned left and made a sharp U-turn towards a window well. And I was like, oh, no. And I immediately called him back inside. And he wasn't listening to me. So Spencer had to call him back inside for real. Because if we're both in a room, the dog will only listen to Spencer. If I'm the only person there, the dog listens to me. But, you know, whatever. He's a weird dog. So Spencer calls him in. He listens. And I'm like, I think there's something in that window well. And Spencer's like, ah, it's raining. I'm not going to go check it out. So, of course, I put on my boots and my jacket, and I tromp down the stairs and look over there, and there it is. It is not quite a baby, but it is certainly not a full-grown skunk. And we go back and forth about what we're going to do about this for a while, and we decide we're going to call a wildlife removal company, and it took seven different wildlife removal companies to finally find someone who said that they could get there that day to get the skunk out of our window well. And we were having people over at three o'clock. He said he'd be there around 1.30. (laughs) Great. Awesome. (laughs) He was running a little late. Some of my guests showed up a little early. And yes, we had the... You had a viewing party. Skunkertainment. um, We all ran because it turns out that even a wildlife removal expert cannot get a skunk out of a window well without getting skunked so yeah <laughs> my kitchen and mud room smell delightful um spencer had to go change his clothes because he was just generally in the vicinity and that was enough because it was it was so bad um but by the time the majority of our guests showed up the skunk itself was gone only the smell remained and it cleared out outside <laughs> pretty fast And it's not so bad inside. But yeah, it was a very stressful morning there. Because I was calling companies. They're saying, like, "Um, we can't be out there till 
Monday, Tuesday. And I was like, well, it's going to need to resolve itself before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for a call back. They sent my number to one of their technicians, some company, never heard back from him. I got, I called somebody's answering service, but they didn't answer like an answering service. They're just like, hello. I was like, hi, I've got a skunk in my window. Well, can you do something about that? And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why would we do oh, anything about that? Okay. <laughs> Did you not know that you were the answering service for a wildlife <laughs> removal company? Because that seems like a question you would hear more than once. I don't know what was going on there. I got a lot of just voicemails. I don't know. I got some disconnected numbers. I found a website that connected me to like somebody just changed their business and something pest removal something dot incorporated took me to a tiling website now well like, do you need tiles it i might but not today <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> just well that's your daily dose of tabletop skunk talk and fortunately he wasn't actually on your tabletop oh thank goodness and uh we had seen this skunk wandering our property quite a bit previously so i'm glad it's just he he has been brought to a good place for skunks to live now yeah, and i don't have to north. deal with him when <laughs> The no, skunkatorium? Is, it's like a, he just got relocated to a place where there's less humans. That's fair. Um, at least Skunky that's town. what the company that I paid told me, and that's what I choose to believe. So he he has been brought to a better place, and I no longer have to like peek around corners while I take out my garbage. <laughs> uh, skunks are cute. Actually, mm. I really do think skunks are cute. Um, you don't want to make them mad or scared, mostly scared, but they are cute. Fletcher, do you have any yes. skunk encounters? <laughs> I had no skunk encounters of the third kind or any other kind. Already number. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've had family in town staying with us. And so we've been to, in the last two and a half days, we've been to water parks, Chuck E. Cheese's, a science show. Um, let's see. We walked down town for ice cream. science show? Yeah, so our little town did a science, a weather science thing in like Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Was it just Doc Brown and a DeLorean? It was almost (laughs) like this guy almost was that. But the kids loved it. Like they were making tornadoes in bottles. Actually, they were making actual clouds in bottles. And then like this had put two two liters together and this adapter in the middle and you can swirl it around to make little whirlpool water tornadoes and stuff. Um, But Zachary was totally getting into the whole thing. Um, he, the guy was explaining the difference between steam and water vapor and Zachary just looks up and says, water vapor. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and, and he was asking for kids to come up and volunteer to like help out. And he wanted to go up there so badly. So I'm finally like, I just looked at the guy. He's like, is that all right? He's like, sure. So he went up there and he was like holding this, um, as a bell jar with, um, shaving cream in it. And then they were sucking out all the air and watching what was going on with the shaving cream. And Zachary's just looking at it mystified. And it's like, and then he just turns to the audience <laughs> and just has this gr- huge grin on his face. I'm like, all right. So yeah, lots of family fun time. Um, they're actually, I think the kids are all settling down right now. Hopefully they're all sleeping because we've had a lot of really late nights with the cousins and sleepovers and, yeah, good times. Good, good times. Yeah, we had some of those this weekend. You said you went to it's, Chuck E. Cheese. How is that? Yeah. I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. So, have it's you ever different. been to a Dave and Buster's? 
Um, yes, I think so. It's like Dave and Buster's, but everything is just a little bit worse. <laughs> kind of. It's much cheaper than Dave and Buster's, and it's much more focused on small kids. I would say for the price. So it's definitely changed from when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I remember something different. But when you're a kid, it's like I can imagine being like two and a half feet tall and walking into this and being like overwhelmed with awesomeness because everything's some kind of like electronic lights or buttons or switches or there's all something going on everywhere. But as an adult, you say, okay, I want the package number three, which includes pizzas, drinks, and some tokens. And it's all on cards. And you just go in and eat your pizza, drink your drinks, and the kids run around and play games. And it is amazing. Like, it really is almost... We may end up doing this like every other week, just a place for them to go and run around because it's not any more expensive than just ordering pizza. And the pizza's decent. And John says he had a surprise 30th birthday at a Chuck E. Cheese's. Like, it's not bad. The rides are not f- focused on adults. Um, even teenagers, it's like they're, they're younger than that. But it is so much fun to watch your kids having fun playing you know these various games that take them 15 seconds to lose but you're like eh, it's on a card so i don't know the difference um (laughs) but yeah it's i this is the second time we've gone this month and i'm like this may have to become a routine thing because it's just so easy to entertain them and it works out great i'm sorry if um the fireworks are coming through on my end i now live in the land of legal fireworks and (laughs) we are gearing up for the fourth of july i don't think yeah we don't hear anything at all so you're good i don't know i always worry yeah that's all right so does my dog my dog is mad (laughs) he does oh we had fireworks on saturday night and the kids were in bed and zachary and and so there's um her his cousins are nine and seven and they all come downstairs and like we don't know what that banging is. We're really concerned. <laughs> so and Zachary, I'm like, Zachary, it's fireworks. You'll like them. And the older kids knew what was going on. So it's like, oh, okay, that's what it is. But he was petrified of them until I like carried him out so we could see the fireworks. And he was looking at them. He's like, Okay, that one I liked. I liked that one. That one was pretty. But as long as he was able to see the lights, it was fine. But if he was just inside hearing the bangs, no. So then it stops. He goes upstairs. Ten minutes later, he comes downstairs. He's like, the fireworks stopped, but then they started again, and I'm afraid again. Because the neighbors had started lighting off fireworks. I'm just like, ah, to be three. I love it. I love it so much. All right, let's talk about some board games. Um, Only board games without boards. If you are new to this podcast, uh, it took you 11 minutes to figure out that we actually do talk about board games somewhat. And... In this particular episode, we're going to talk about Board Game Arena. Board Game Arena is a online website that you can play board games on. And Wait, hold on. Oh, it's an online website? It's an online <laughs> website. <laughs> okay, fine. It is a website. It's a, it's a browser-based <laughs> website. Maybe that's how I want to say it. Browser-based website. Um, you don't need any special software. That's good. That's good. Uh, you don't need any special software or anything like that. It's just a web browser, and it and many of the games play well on mobile. Um, not all of them, but many of them. <laughs> Rich says an online website on the internet. Yes, yes, that's that's where it was. Uh, but anyway, I like this this site. It's a good site. And over the last few years, they have been getting some really, really, really 
big games on here. And I was interested in how many of the top 100 games as rated by Board Game Geek that are on um, Board Game Arena. And I only got to the top, I only did the top 75 because then we actually hit 20. So 20 of the top 75 games are on Board Game Arena. And even though the title of this is Top 10 BGA Games, we're going to do top 20, we're going to do another top 10, we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do a number of of tops on this. Because if you haven't played on Board Game Arena, I'm kind of hoping that this episode will make you want to try it out. Because there are so many good games out here. So now, Fletcher and Kitty, I'm going to put you on the spot for a lot of these. Because I'm going to ask you on every single one of them, have you tried it yet? And you're going to be like, no, no, no. And then I'm going to ask you, well, why not? And you because, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just spoiling the episode for everybody else. Um, <laughs> now, some games that you will not see on this list are anything based on IPs. Nothing Star Wars, nothing Marvel, nothing Lord of the Rings. None of those games will probably ever appear, appear on Board Game Arena. Um, the rights to those things are very convoluted and not something that Board Game Arena would get rights to. All of the games that do appear on this list, though, the publisher has granted Board Game Arena the rights to put them on the site. So it's not like it's an underground nefarious site or anything. Uh, it is all on the up and up. And I would count down, but I don't think that... It's not exciting. It's, there's nothing really to count down about. I just want to kind of like all of these games are great. So I'm just going to start from the top and go down. And we're going to start with the very first one that is rated number eight on Board Game Arena. And that's Gaia Project. And I'm not going to ask you guys if you played this on Board Game Arena. I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard of this game? Yes. Uh, No. <laughs> Kitty, you know, this. this is the how have you heard of this game? Because we've done top 10, top 100, whatever board game geek rated games mm. and that's pretty much the context in which i know this is i know it's a highly rated game i have never played it i it sounds sort of like something i want to play but not enough for me to go pay money to do it well uh well that's another thing we should talk about board game arena in general you can play any of these games for free there are some games many on this top 20 list here that are you can only start them if you have a premium account. Premium accounts cost about 30 bucks a year, but um, if one is already started, you can join it for free. So um, if you have a group of four people, you have to spend, you know, if you split the membership three or four ways, you get a lot of games out of that. So yeah, Gaia Project is a re, um, kind of a retheme of Terra Mystica, which is why I was wondering, Kitty, if you'd um, heard of it. It's a retheme of Terra Mystica with a few um, tweaks. For balance, I guess, is a better, the best way to think about it. And it's set in space. Um, but it's a great game. I have not played it on Board Game Arena. Um, the next one here is Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization. This is rated number 12 on Board Game Geek. This is another one I've never played, and I don't think you guys have ever even heard of this. No. Nope. All right. There's going to be a theme to this. We're not just going to... I'm not just going to put you guys on the spot the entire time and be like, you guys haven't played any of these games. Um, when I get to the end of this because. first part of the list... <laughs> we're coming up on a game <laughs> that yes. I have played, at least in person. Which is the number 13th game on Board Game Geek, which is uh, the number three game on board uh, in Board Game Arena. This won't get confusing at all, um, which is Great Western Trail. <laughs> this is new to Board Game Arena, and it is so, so well done. I've played probably a half a dozen 
plus games of this on Board Game Arena so far. I love this game. I love this implementation. It has, it in, includes, so Great Western Trail in the real world has a first edition and a second edition. This includes both versions. So not only is the art updated in the second version, but there's a few little rule tweaks that you may or may not like in the second version. Um, but it doesn't matter because you can play either of them. And you can play either of them with or without the expansion. And there's tons of options on how you want to set up the board and where you want to play. This game's implementation is off the chart good. Like, this is worth $30 alone per year to just be able to play this game. And, Kitty, this is the one you've played in person. Mm-hmm. Would you play this on Board Game Arena with me? Maybe. <laughs> um, wow. Depends, Don't get too excited. Depends on the player count. Uh, no. no, it it feels like it could get really sluggish on BGA depending on the player count and how into the game people are. And I like to find a balance between people who are going to take turns frequently enough that I don't forget that I'm supposed to be checking if I have a turn, but not so frequently that every time I check, it's my turn. (laughs) Yeah, I've played this at two, three, and four, um, real-time and turn-based. And in every scenario, I found it didn't drag on. Uh, Because Great Western Trail is essentially turn-limited, there's a number of times that you basically get to the end of the the trail that eventually the game's going to end. And while four players isn't my favorite, three players is probably my favorite for this. It, it works really at all player counts. But it's not like um, some of these other games that get up to like six or more players turn-based where those can really get really bogged down. Right. No, this one, this one plays pretty quick because your turns, you do need to have people who are going to be taking their turns more than once a day. Um, I would say you probably want to average two or three turns a day for this one. But as you do that, you are going to have, there's plenty to think about, plenty to plan out. And the things I really like about Board Game Arena for turn-based games are turns that can be a little bit more thinky so that you're not, it eliminates the downtime because the downtime is just built into the fact that you're taking your turn and then checking back later. Um this one has some thinkiness. Occasionally, you know what you're going to do for your next three turns. And you write notes for yourself, and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And when it's my turn, I do it, and there I go. Um, Fletcher, have you ever heard about Great Western Trail? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've never played it, though. I've heard you guys talk about it before. All right. I think this might be... So we, the three of us have talked about playing a real-time game on a Sunday night sometime. And then we just stand each other up every Sunday night simultaneously. <laughs> Um, no one remembers. No one remembers. Nothing <laughs> happens. Um, I think I might start a game of this with the three of us and just make it a turn-based game. And so I would say, Fletcher, watch out how to play on this. And maybe Kitty, okay. too. Yeah, I need a refresher. It's been a long time since I played this one. Yeah, this one's good. All right, the next one on here we talked about, I think, last week or maybe the week before. Um, this is the fourth highest rated on Board Game Arena, rated 17 on Board Game Geek. That is Castles of Burgundy. People have told me that this game is fun, um, <laughs> and so I'm going to uh, I'm going to speak of it as if I people for the people who find it was it fun. fun. Yeah, <laughs> I and and I honestly don't know what it is about the game that I don't enjoy, but there's something about it that I don't, don't enjoy. But I will say that what the implementation on BGA it uses. I think the original art or older art is not any of the new deluxified art or anything like that. Um, 
it does do some color correction in some of the greens where you can't tell the difference as easily. So, but really the big thing it does for you that I appreciate is every tile is a little tiny picture that does something. And in real life, you have to open up the, the book to say, okay, what does this little picture do? Until you've mastered the iconography, which is more, I don't even think it's iconography. I think it's just hieroglyphics, right? It's just little pictures representing <laughs> thoughts and ideas. Um, but you can just hover over those things and it tells you what it is. You can click and it tells you what you can do. It adds out all the plus ones and minus ones that go into the game. It'll help just pre-calculate that for you. And it does the score for you. So you're like everything you do in Castles of Burgundy give you points, everything. And it just handles all of it for you. So if you like Castles of Burgundy, I would say this is probably a great way to play this game. Um, it's so yeah, that's number four. But you're really going to miss out on those moments where you can't remember what the thing does. And you just have to talk about um, this one looks like it teaches ships how to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did Chris just almost spit take into his mic? I did almost yeah, he spit did. into the mic. Yes, that's, that's what happened. This is why we do a podcast. <laughs> All right, so up next, we have number five on this list, number 19 on Board Game Geek, and that is Seven Wonders Duel, a game that I've heard is very good, and I still just haven't played. Have you, if you, Fletcher, you played Seven Wonders, right? I played played regular Seven Wonders, yes. All right. Kitty, have you ever played Seven Wonders? Yes, I have. I played it with someone who wasn't you, even. That is, no wonder I didn't know you played it. I know. I played it with my friend Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder. No, seven wonders. (laughs) Yeah. If you are, Michael's mentioning that he loves this game, very fast playing and challenging. If you like seven wonders and just the concept of seven wonders, um, playing seven wonders duel kind of gives you the same feeling, but in a tug of war, almost hate drafty sort of way <laughs> um this like again i'm I, we're not trying to review a lot of these games or anything like that i'm some of these games are going to stop on because we've played more and know more about but seven wonders duel when i first played it in person i didn't really like it all that much and when i played it on bga i'm like okay i'm starting to kind of get the feel for this and then i played a couple more games and i'm like Oh, I kind of see the nuances here. I see what's going on. So there's three ways to win in Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, you can get just overwhelming military. If you overwhelm your opponent in military, you just win. And that's like a, almost a literal tug, tug of war. If I get more military symbols and you're not getting military symbols, I'm going to tug the token to my side and I win. Um, then you can get the science symbols. And if you collect all the different science symbols, you just instantly win. And if neither of those things happen at the end of, I think it's three ages, um, you just score on points. But the drafting system is kind of, and Kitty, you would know, uh, there's a solitaire where you like lay out the cards face up, face down, you cover them up and like you're playing. So you can kind of see what's there, but you can't take a card unless it's fully uncovered. Like what yeah. is that draft style called? Ooh. I don't know what that I like a Klondike solitaire style draft. There we go. We'll keep it that way. Yeah. So essentially what happens is you have cards that are face up and face down and you can, so you can see some of them that are going to come up and not others and how you draft the cards will reveal certain cards to other people or not to other people, to your opponent. 
And there are some times where you draft a card that you don't want simply because you need them to draft a card that they have to draft so that you can get the card that you want to draft next. Like that, the idea of how this drafting works in back and forth in a two-player game is amazing, which makes it number 19 on Board Game Geek's, you know, crowdsourced rating system uh, for good reason. And I, yeah, so it's it's another one. That one there could be price, worth the price of admission if you really like Seven Wonders Duel. All right, Fletcher, what's the next one? The next one is, uh, well, it's number six on um, Board Game Arena, number 22 <laughs> on Board Game Geek. These names are too similar. I know. A Feast for Odin. <laughs> I have never played this game. I don't even think I've heard of it. Kitty, you've had to have heard of it, right? I have definitely heard of it. But it kind of falls into this category in my head of like vaguely Norse themed games that all kind of smoosh together. <laughs> and I know what it, which ones it's not, but I'm not certain which one it is. <laughs> I this is a game. This is one of Sydney's favorite games, uh, which we've not played it very often, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, I think this is a game you may love. This is essentially a worker placement tile polyominal tile laying game where you're trying to fill up a board for points and there's tons and tons of cards and tons of special effects and tons of different ways and different boards and different things there's just so much this game i own the game i own the expansion it's uh, the game is just so much to put on the table. It was just why we have not, even though Sydney loves this game, it's why it doesn't actually hit the table all of them, because just so much fiddly to put this game on the table. However, Board Game Geek, there's no fiddly. You just say, I want to play, and it does all the setups for you. You pick your action, you hover over the thing that lets you know what you want to do, because there are dozens of different actions. It doesn't, it's not as complicated as it sounds when you first look at it, but there are dozens of different actions. And yeah, Feast for Odin, number 22. Well, not skip past, but briefly mention Terra Mystica's at number 23. Well, number seven in Board Game Arena, 23 on Board Game Geek. <laughs> um, this is, you know, the lesser version of the Gaia Project, if you want to take it that way. And then at number eight, Kitty. Sorry, I was very distracted by, um, like, a hair floated in front of my daughter's video monitor. <laughs> and it was very creepy. This house is probably haunted. But number eight on... Board Game Arena is a game that I have played many, many times, and that is Viticulture. And it comes in 29 on Board Game Geek. And Fletcher, you have yet to play Viticulture with us, have you? I haven't played it with you, but I do own this game. <laughs> okay. I've asked you this every single time. I just assume that you've never <laughs> played this game. <laughs> Chris has this problem where, like, if we don't play a game with him, we've obviously never played it ever. So. That's not a joke. That's a hundred percent where my it, mind goes. I mean, it's a accurate. it's a pretty good rule of thumb. So, <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> so, viticulture, viticulture is great. Uh, Euro game about making wine, and it this this is just a great implementation of it as well. Like, yeah, I it believe, goes really well. Yep, and I believe the Tuscany board. I, there's a difference between the base board and a Tuscany board, and I think the Tuscany board is there. Um, there's a few other options you have. I've never really played outside of like the base game because I just like the base game so much. Um, so yeah, if you want to play more viticulture, that's where you can play it. This next one is the one that made me realize what Board Game Geek 
could do and why we're doing this list. Um, Rich Getty 19 says that the Viticulture on there's the Tusk, there's the essentials edition, which implements some of the elements of Tuscany, which is why I think that there's Tuscany stuff there. Um, yeah. So this next game is our number nine on board game arena of the top 20 and number 32 from board game geek, which amazes me because this game hasn't been out that long. So this is very high up on the list for that. And that's the last runes of Arnak. And this was a few months ago that some of our listeners and I got together and we played this in real time because I've wanted to play this for a while. I own the game and they offered to teach me the game, you know, on a Wednesday night or whatever. So I'm like, okay, great, let's play. And I immediately fell in love with it. I fell in love with it to the point where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to open up my copy and we played it in, in real life the next week. And then I've played multiple games on since. It's just so, and I still haven't played the snake side of the board. I've only ever played the base side of the board. Um, this game is just so good. It's a, a kind of a hand-building worker placement race game with some exploration and some monster combat. And, and it's it's hard to, it's just, it doesn't do anything new, but it does them all in a way that makes it much more interesting than other games have done and combined it in this way. And I just find it to be an amazing Amazing implementation of this game. It plays pretty well over turn-based because your turns, there's not a ton of turns you'll take, but each turn can be well thought out if you want to give yourself the time to think about it. Um, Joshua mentions that it's in this top five games of all time. Like this is, this is one of those just, it is worth going to Board Game Arena just to try this game if you can. And we're going to put some when and when not to do that. Uh, actually, I'm going to say it right now. If you want to play any of these games on Board Game Arena, join our Tabletop Game Talk group first. Because you can join a lot of randos and never know when you're going to take your turn, mostly due to time zones and all of that kind of stuff. If you join our group, and especially if you join our Discord, you can just start a game and then you'll know that people are joining, that people you're playing with are people that are part of our group, part, you know, part of our crowd, which typically checks in fairly often, you know, is going to play these games and you're going to get a lot more out of it. Plus you're playing with other listeners and it's a lot of fun. So that's just our plug for the board game arena group. Link is and in the And how show notes. do you get yourself into the tabletop game talk board game arena group? You just go to boardgamearena.com and send me or Getty19 a message. So I am Chris Steele on board game arena and Getty19 is Getty19, G-E-D-D-Y, 19. Um, and we will add you, send you an invite to the group. It's an invite only group, but you can message us and we'll get you added in. Um, I think also it works if you go to our Discord and just message one of you in the Board Game Arena thread there. Yep. Or, or just say, hey, I want to join. And then three or four people will respond saying, oh, ping Getty or Chris. And then we'll be added yeah. and we'll immediately add you in. So, but yeah, Lost Rooms of Arnak, fantastic game. Next one, Fletcher. Have you heard of this one? Uh, I mean, I've heard of the territory, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> number 10 on uh, Board Game Arena. Number 35 on Board Game Geek. Yeah, this one I think is one that was one of the more original ones. It's been there for quite a while. Um, I don't have much to say about it. I liked Puerto Rico. I've played Puerto Rico in, in real life. And there's an app. There was an app for it. Um, it's a great game. And it's an older game. So... If you don't want to go out and buy an older game because, you know, it's old, try it on Board Game Arena <laughs> because you can. It's going to be there. 
Now, Fletcher, I'll let you talk about the next one because I want to have some words about this one. This is number 11. <laughs> Agricola. Oh, no, Blood Rage. No. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler Spoilers. for number 12. <laughs> I know. Well, so the, 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 I w- the cursor is on the one that's below, but you highlighted the thing that was above. So I was <laughs> briefly confused. And I was like, wait a minute. 12, 12 is too bigger than 10. <laughs> so Blood Rage. Uh, yes. um, how do you feel about yeah. this one? This, well, I like the game. I don't like the implementation on Board Game Arena. I, I want that dang window to go away. I don't know how to make it always go away. It's just... <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? The one that covers up the, the tr- map that's like... Tell, tells you what age you're in. And I'm like, yes, I know we're oh, yeah, still there, in the same age. Thanks. There's actually a little button you can click on to just say never show. Um, yeah, I will I will say this about the Blood Rage implementation. You're not wrong. The interface is a little overdone. Selecting that's, cards that's is terrible. I don't know how to select cards. Please select this <laughs> card. How, how do I select this? Oh, no, I selected the other card. Great. Okay. Well, I guess I'm getting this card now. I can't no, undo. No confirmation. I'm just, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the the interface I think is a little over overdone. Um, it's it's it, there's a lot of effort was it put into this game a lot. Um, when you look at this, it it themes itself to the game. It's it, like there's a lot here, and it is Blood Rage. Now, a problem that Fletcher and I are having with Blood Rage right now is we're in a five person game of Blood Rage, and this is the reason we had the player count episode. Is this- this still the same one we are just yes. <laughs> now starting the third age yeah. this game started oh my goodness um so the date today is june 27th this game started on may 9th so the moral of this story <laughs> is essentially some games are worth playing turn-based some games are not Blood Rage is one that has a lot of player interaction. And when you're playing turn-based, where you have to wait for every... Like, hey, do you want to come and fight this war in this battle? And everybody has to say yes or no. And then if anyone said yes, everyone has to say yes or no again. And then again. And then one battle literally took us a week to finish. (laughs) That was one person taking one turn clicking pillage. And Michael asked, how do you even remember what's going on in the game? Yeah, yes, that was Fletcher. And I think it was an accident. I don't even think he wanted to do it. <laughs> it's there's just so much there. Now, Blood Rage, if you were playing this in person, it would be fantastic. Also, don't play Blood Rage at five. It's it's it plays five. It's not a great five player game. Um, I yeah, so ordered that's... a couch on May 8th that told me it was going to take <laughs> four to seven months to get delivered. And it has surprisingly been assembled and it is ready to ship and it will be here on july 21st and i wonder so we're if racing this game the will be finished before that <laughs> i think we're racing the couch and this and the worst thing about it is you can see the scores like we know where the scores are <laughs> and so the scores are 34 54 12 42 and 15 like, I just want I just want the like, game to end <laughs> exactly so you have the two people that are like at 12 and 15 are like, I don't have any hope of winning this game. How do we just make it stop? Um, so yeah, this is the downside to turn-based games in general, but it's still worth it. It's still worth the the, the system is still worth it. I, I promise you. 
Anyway, that's Blood Rage. Uh, the next one, Agricola, that uh, Fletcher spoiled. This is another one kind of like Puerto Rico. If you've, you've everyone, it's hard to be in this hobby now and not hear somebody somewhere mention this. Is this pronounced Agricola? In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or, I pronounce yeah. it Agricola, which makes me sound, it makes it sound like a great new flavor of Coke. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Now, that's the thing. It's a great like, Agricola shirt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like Nuka Cola. So, like Nuka Cola. <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't played it, you can go and catch up on games that you probably should have played because it is a very highly rated game coming in at 41 on Board Game Arena or Board Game Geek and number 12 on Board Game Arena. Um, also, I have it on good authority that the Board Game Arena implementation is amazing. I'm quoting what Getty literally just typed in the chat right now. I have not played it, but now that he's actually said that, I may actually go and play it because I can't remember the last time I did. And I kind of want to refresh my memory on it. This next game, I definitely know the last time I played it because it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Thursday? It was last week. Last week we played this, Kitty. The Crew. So this is number 13 on our list, 48 on Board Game Geek. This is, we have been having so much fun, but we've been playing this real time. And I think this would be terrible. Impossible. Turn based. Impossible. Uh, I have really enjoyed, though, playing this real time on BGA. We have a Zoom call, you have your window open, and it works really well for us. I don't know that it'll work really well for everyone, but it has been really fun. And for we us, played- what Kitty's saying is, we do, it's a couples gaming night. So Kitty and Spencer mm-hmm. and me and Sydney, um, jump on for an hour and a half or so and just play a few, you know, we get through a few missions until we're exhausted because it's a weekday and we have kids. But Yeah. So, spoilers, coming up um, in number 16 is the crew mission Deep Sea, which is where we started actually playing. We played through that entire game and then we tried playing Viticulture for a couple weeks and we were like, no, back to the crew. <laughs> and we have just really been enjoying it very much. Yeah. And the reason for that, so we were playing Viticulture and we were doing it live. And, which was fine. The game is fine. But we weren't actually interacting. We weren't like hanging out. It was like out. one person was taking their turn while the other three people hung out. And then the next person went silent. And it just like rotated who was paying attention and who was not. And a lot of times we were just silent because you couldn't really get a good conversation going. At least yes. with the crew, you're constantly not talking about anything substantive. We're talking about the game. But we're all talking, arguing, interacting, plotting, we're scheming. All, we're talking... So hard trying not to break the rules about how we're allowed to talk. And it's so fun and frustrating at times where you're just like, I want you to like, there have been times where like, (laughs) we're literally like holding our heads being like, just, just read my mind. I want you to play the card (laughs) that I am thinking of right now. And occasionally it works. And that is just the best. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the crew. It's a cooperative trick-taking game, and it's it, it may sound silly. Actually, Board Game Arena doesn't have enough cooperative games. That's that's one thing I will say about it. I wish there were more cooperative games, because this is one of those things where you can just get on and play for a very long time and just have a really good time. And Fletcher, we've thought about inviting you every once in a while to these. But we just um, but don't then we like just, you very much. Yeah. We just, we just <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Forget. <laughs> but you're like, ah, no. No, I think we were like, we were like, oh, we're going to do this with Fletcher. And like the first week you couldn't make it. And we just never invited you again. Yeah. 
that's that's what we get. <laughs> you were busy that one time, and now we are too much creatures of habit, and we're bad at being friends. <laughs> well, therefore, every other um, time, I'm no longer invited. Yeah. Now, I'm going to represent this and say, okay, Fletcher, take the next game. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't much. know how to pronounce this. <laughs> I just want you to try. Zoltskin? Zolt- that's that's Zolkskin. Zolkskin? Zolkin. Zolkin. Yep. Obviously. Yep. Zolkin. Oh yeah. Obviously. Zolkin. What was yep. I thinking? It's I was just, you know, I just want to throw it there to see. Um no, this this is a series of games of just really crazy names to pronounce. There's another one coming up at the end of this list. But I have not played this. I think Zolkin and subtitled The Mayan Calendar. Um this is the predecessor to, I believe, Black Angel, if I remember correctly. Um, Getty also says this is well done. I have not played this. I am I would really like to play this. This is another one of those kind of classic slash pioneers of this complicated rondel turn-taking system where, you know, you, you can... You have limited actions of what you can take next, and depending on how far you go, you may eliminate other actions, but you need to, you know, kind of push your way. Um, that's all I know about the game, and that might not even be correct. But I do want to play this. This is on my list. All of these games that we're mentioning, any of the ones I have not played, I'm going to play on BGA over the next probably four weeks, and because I want to play all of the top 100 that are on there. Uh, this next one too, Kitty. Have you? I want to say that you've played this, but I don't think you have because I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of. Um, cascadia but that's not what this is i have not played this one number 15 on this list clans of caldonia coming in at number 52 on board game geek and i have i know nothing, nothing about i can it. say to this <laughs> nothing whatsoever <laughs> do i need to google this real this quick game, hold on let me google this for i was us. <laughs> i was actually waiting for fletcher to see if he was just gonna come in and be like oh no no this is the game where you do this and this and this and then he knows everything about it because it's <laughs> oh it's my game. favorite game <laughs> this is a um, a mid to heavy economic game set in the 19th century Scotland. At this time, Scotland has made the transition from an agricultural to an industrialized country. Fireworks. Um, that heavily relied on trade and export. In the following years, food production increased significantly to feed the population growth. Linen was increasingly substituted by the cheaper cotton, and raising sheep has given was given high importance. More and more distilleries. This is just like a history of Scotland. I know. That's, all right, so this is good. This is one of those classes. Is this an Adam Smith simulator? <laughs> That's. Yeah, I'm down we're for just this game. Say this, this game is I'm, played in five rounds. Each round can consists of three phases where you take turns there's a production phase and scoring and and there's it's an economics game yeah is there Um, actually haggis haggis would make this more interesting getty implies there's haggis he's he says i mean (laughs) he implied Uh. it but he's not confirming it um (laughs) so the next one uh, number 16 on our discussed. list. 60 on BGA. <laughs> Kitty already spoiled. The Crew Mission Deep Sea, which it's is a better... Yeah. It's a better version of The Crew. I like it better. But after we finished it, the answer to whether or not you need the first one is yes. After we finished The Crew Mission Deep Sea, we went back and started playing The Crew, and we haven't enjoyed it any less. It's the gameplay. There's different missions. There's different things you're doing. There's different things to think about. But we're still having a great time playing the original as well. But I also feel like we could just play this again. Yes. 
So like, you know, if you have one and you really enjoyed it and you're like, oh, but I don't want to just play it. You could, you can just play it again. The missions are so randomized that you can totally just start back at number one and you're going to fly through the first few missions because you understand how to play. Those are really like teaching you how to play. But then once it starts getting to the harder missions where it really matters, like how the cards come up and who's the captain and that kind of stuff, it's going to feel just completely different based on the cards that you draw, the luck that you have. So yeah. Getty asked if we tried it at five players and um, Getty, if you weren't paying attention, no, because we didn't inflate Fletcher um, because we don't like him. <laughs> or just it's not that we don't like it. We just don't like playing games with him, um, you know, or hanging out. Not true, Fletcher. We are going to get you into a five player. Um, he's it's apparently much tougher at five than four. So I'm I'm interested. We should. Oh, that would be a good reason to play Mission Deep Sea again. We started like Mission 20 or something like that. And play it with five players and see how it goes. So, Chris, you do have a big complaint about this on BGA, though. <sighs> Is it a big complaint? I don't know. Every single time we end a game, you go, Oh, Ugh. I have a huge complaint. Huge complaint. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, the implementation of the crew on BGA. <sighs> I hope the developers listening to me right now because, seriously, it's not okay. It's not okay. Um, when you play the crew... You're, it's a co-op game. And when you play it and you can play like, you know, play 30 missions in a sitting and then you say, okay, I'm done. It gives you one point of ELO for playing. It gives you credit for playing one game of the, I played the crew 73 times and I get credit for playing it once. <sighs> anyway, that's a, that's a meta thing, but, um, yeah, no, I have mm. only Otherwise, you care the, about your ELO yeah. in the crew mission deep sea. Yeah. Otherwise, I would say I really do like the implementation. And the, my favorite feature of the implementation is that you can have it show the discards, which is probably cheating, but we just find it more fun that way, where you can see all the cards that have been played. And we just, we turn that feature I on. I mean, we could just be that good at remembering things. Yeah. And honestly, when you play trick, I mean, if we were playing without that turned on, I would pay a lot more attention to what had been played. Because you do that when you're playing a trick-taking game. When we're playing spades, I know what has been played. And, you know, somebody plays a spade when they haven't been broken. You know that immediately. You know basically what cards have been played. And you have to hold that in your mind. And that's part of the challenge. But, like, you know, when you have the aid in front of you, it's fine. And it's also easier to be more social and kind of, you know. Yeah, we're playing casually. Yeah, we're playing casually. So anyway, the crew, both implementations, or both versions are That's why we don't deserve the ELO. Which is, we have like three. We're going to beat both of these games, <laughs> and we're going to have a three ELO. <sighs> All right, Fletcher, take the next one. Number 17, Azul, which is 64 on Board Game Geek. Board Game Greek, new website. <laughs> Board Game um, Greek. Uh, Azul, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a really fun game. I've played it obviously um because of the tournament and i think this is pretty well done on on bga i'll say that bga definitely solves one of my biggest problems with this game and that is that the pieces look too delicious <laughs> they, they don't look as edible on screen no you, there's no temptation to pick up and put in my mouth as though i am a toddler or a yeah. dog yeah i i i like azul Chicklets, i the like game. it just fine yeah <laughs> um I'm apparently not very good at Azul at all. 
and but I'll play it anytime if there was a pop up of Azul. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, beat you. I'll play that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I just don't like when those things happen. It just it's not okay with me. So let's talk I about need the a new next Azul game. game. I'm gonna go start a game now. You guys keep recording. I'm inviting right, you we'll to an recording. Azul game on BGA. All right, that sounds amazing. The next one is number 18 on our list, number 69 on the Board Game Geek rated list, and that's Through the Ages. Now, I do not know the difference between Through the Ages and Through the Ages and New Story of Civilization, except for Through the Ages and New Story of Civilization is the updated second edition version of it. So for my thoughts, Through the Ages doesn't exist. Um, I believe, and I put it on this list because I believe that both exist on Board Game Arena. So I listed both of them, um, but that's all I will say about that. However, the next one... Race for the Galaxy. Kitty, I made you play this once, and I don't yeah, think I don't you like liked it. it. I did not. It's. I didn't dislike it. It It was too much to figure out for how simple it should have been, if that makes sense. Um, actually, you know something? You know, you're thinking of a different one, and I was thinking of a different one. We were thinking of Roll for the Galaxy, which we'll talk about in a minute. This is oh, Race okay. for the Galaxy, which is a card game. I actively dislike this game like i just (laughs) don't like it um but there's the reason for it essentially is i don't know it's just not exciting to me there's just it's it's a hand management tableau building game that's a it's a combo finding i don't i've played it many times and i just have never been excited about this however roll for the galaxy i do like and we'll talk about that in a minute um, and then finally, number 20 on this list is a game that I will mispronounce, uh, but I'm going to let Fletcher mispronounce it first. Sorry, I was uh, not paying attention because I was taking my turn on Board Game Arena. <laughs> <laughs> we have such problems. I know. Uh, but I had to take my turn, you know, on Blood Rage because it might be two days before I get to go again. <laughs> before you have to go again, yes. And I don't, and I don't want to you say know, hold everybody up. Uh, Teotihuacan, City of the Gods, number 20, 75 on Board Game Arena. I'm going to let that go because I don't think I say it any better. I think I say it way worse. No. So, yeah. Um, Fletcher, are you this, not my friend on Board Game Arena? How dare you? <laughs> I, we were just talking about Apparently, this. I'm not your friend in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Getty mentions this is actually the Zulkin se- um, sequel, not the other game I mentioned. Um, Black Angel is a sequel to something. I just don't remember what it was. Someone will tell me. Um, but yeah, this game is a... There's a lot going on. It's a rondelle, dice worker placement. Uh, your dice is level up, and then they ascend, and then you get more points. And it is a ton of fun. The game itself, when you're setting it up, there's a lot to it. Um, I would say... I think the first couple times I played this, I definitely played it with new players because the scores had a, like a range of 80 or 90 points from the first player to the last player. It's You really kind of have to know what you're doing here. So if you're going to play this game, and I highly recommend you do because it's very, very good, number 75 on BoardGameGeek, um, watch a playthrough of this and then play the game. At least have an idea because this is, even though Board Game Arena takes care of all the rules for you, and many games, you can just kind of like do something and you'll be okay. In this game, you will not be okay. If you don't know what you're doing, you will, it, yeah, there's nothing that, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But it's a wonderful game. I love it. Everyone should play it. All right. Now, this is the actual top 10 of Board Game Arena. 
And you had to go through and sit and listen to the top 20, as Board Game Geek said. These are the top 10 games being played on Board Game Arena. And we're going to go in reverse order, starting at number 10. And this is as of Did a few you days ago. Did you type them in that order, or are we starting at the bottom of this list? We're starting at the bottom of this list. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so glad. Easy, I thought Katie. this would be confusing. <laughs> yes. So, starting at the bottom of the list, Fletcher, number 10. Seven Wonders Architects. A game that is not real-time or simultaneous play. A game that is not dual, but a game that is still based on the Seven Wonders world and not terrible. I don't like it that much, but I will play it whenever. Um, I think also I've only played it turn-based, so the turns are a bit slow. I think in person, this game plays in about 15, 20 minutes. I think in turn-based, it plays in about 15 days. So it could be one of those things where the reason I have any concern with it at all is because the amount of time that you could spend playing this is not equal to the amount of fun out of it. But Seven Wonders Architects, if you've heard about it, lots of people are raging about it. Try it out. Kitty. Um, Number nine. King, King Domino. King Domino. Also not on our top 20 list. Again, these are most played games. Um, King Domino is okay. It's a tile-laying area-building game. Um, Kitty, you might like it, but you probably like one of these other games <laughs> up here a little bit more. Number seven, and this actually surprises me. This is of the most played games on Board Game Geek right now. Number seven is Great Arena. Western Trail. Board Game Arena. Um, number seven is Great Western Trail. And it could be just because it's new, or it could be just because it's awesome, but it's number seven. Fletcher, number six. Century. Just regular old. Just regular old Sentry. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. I love this game so much. And the implementation of this game is very well done. Uh, this is Century Spice Road. That funny. <laughs> I was trying not to sneeze at the same time. <laughs> <sighs> I'm very tired, guys. That's so it's good. It's good. Everyone drink. Um, no, Century Spice Road, it has the classic art or the original art and the golem art never play without the golem art um and also be warned that the golem colors and the classic colors for the different spices and their values are different ordered or ordered differently which is really annoying to switch back and forth i will never play the base game or the regular artwork of this game again but the golem version is amazing kitty number six lucky numbers i've never heard of this I feel like you're giving Kitty all the made-up games. It's like, uh, King Domino? <laughs> right? That sounds like a name. Uh, I know King Domino. <laughs> numbers, that's another oh, game. Oh, King Domino's, King Domino's huge. King Domino's very uh, popular. I've never heard of Lucky Numbers either. Which is probably why I don't like it, because I have a problem. Where if something's popular, I'm like, oh, it can't be good now. <sighs> so I think I was invited to a game of Lucky Numbers, and I joined because I'll, invite, I'll join anything I'm invited to. Um, Courtney seems to love it. It is a four by four grid where you're drawing numbers from a deck. You're drawing cards and you're just trying to put the smallest number in the upper left corner, the largest number in the lower right corner. And then from left to right, the numbers have to go up. And from top to bottom, the numbers have to go up on your turn. You can take a discard and place it on your board, or you can draw a card and place it on your board, or you can, or you, you can always replace a number two. And then whatever you replace goes to this card. That's essentially the whole game. Um, Maybe in person. It's okay. 
I, but I, I think what it is, it's just too casual for my tastes. But I can understand like sitting around and just playing this over and over and over. There's a certain slot machine aspect to it, but there's a slot machine, like, you know, am I going to pull the right number that I need? But there's also strategy to it as far as like, okay, where am I going to put my numbers? I have to pay attention to what you're doing because if I put this number out there, that's going to help you. So maybe I do want to keep on my board a little bit longer. So there's some tug of war of like where you play your numbers and when. But it is also the sixth most played game on Board Game Arena. So if you're on Board Game Arena, I say just join a game of this. It, it's not going to take that long to play. Um, I think your turns are limited to at most you're going to do six turns. No, 16 turns. No. Yeah, 16 turns I think would be the most you could ever play. Um, so it's not that bad. It's super quick, super easy to learn. Uh, but try it out. See if it's something that you would like to play. I could see this as being a game that you might want to play over Zoom in real time where you you don't have to play, apply a lot of thought to it, but it's very interactive as far as like, you know, oh, you took the number I needed or, oh, I did this or whatever, or just discard that number or whatever. So yeah, that's number six. Number five, Castles in Burgundy. We don't need to talk about it. Um, Fletcher, <laughs> <laughs> number four. Seven now, Wonders I'll say, Duel. I will say the Castle of Burgundy. It was still, it was did a great job at being number five. It's great. I know people love it. I'm sorry I talked over you, Fletcher. Say it again. It's Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah. Another game you should try. We've already talked about it. Um, and that's really why I didn't want to talk about Castle of Burgundy. We've already talked about it. Number three surprises me. Actually, yeah. Number it's three really surprises popular. me. Kitty. Yeah, Kitty. Number three. Splendor. This is a real good, like, go to get someone into a little bit of a heavier game game because it's not a heavy game it's real quick to pick up and i think a lot of people like to start with games on board game arena that they're familiar with playing in real life so this seems like a perfect choice like oh yeah i know these it's also not hard to easy i got it teach yeah yeah and i played it turn-based um with random people um outside of our group (gasps) <gasps> and how dare you it, i know i know i was just trying to like <laughs> play a bunch of games i hadn't played on bga but i played friends. in real life and i say it went actually fairly quickly um it, your turns in splendor are so like there's not really much to think about you know what you're going to do in splendor right sometimes there might be a tough decision but it's very rare. But still, they, everything plays fast enough where you can get through a full turn, a full game of Splendor if people are playing, you know, in 10, 15, well, maybe not 10 minutes, but like 15, 20 minutes on BGA pretty easily. I am going to give Kitty this one, even though she just said one, <laughs> because this my is turn. her game. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, number two is Carcassonne. Um, I not have on our played top 20. This. I have played this on BGA. And it is not the most mobile-friendly implementation, which I think is why I, I will blame that for why I did not do as well as I feel like I could have done because it's very <laughs> hard to see, like you the the scrolling on mobile to see the whole map does not work great. Um, so recommend playing this on a desktop, but or laptop, big computer, big screen, good. <laughs> Yeah. Words hard. Words hard. And number one, <laughs> by a long shot, like like I think this has locked itself at number one since the game was put on BGA, and that's Azul, um, which we've already talked about. But it is a great game. It's a great implementation, and it's quick and easy to learn. So um, try it out. 
Now, I there's a few more games that I do want to mention because they weren't in our top 10 played or the top 20 on Board Game Geek, but they're games that we really love. And we've talked about them enough where I just want to kind of mention them. Um, and you guys let me know if there's something else on here that you might want to call out. Obviously, Railroad Inc. Mm-hmm. Just, just play it. It's so much better on, on BGA than in person. It's hard to describe. Um, Roll for the Galaxy. This one, I liked it a bit more than Kitty did in person. Sydney really liked it. And the BGA implementation of this one is amazing. Because even in the turn-based version, you don't have to confirm anything that's automatic. If you can't make a choice, it just does it for you and lets you know it did it. So you only ever are interrupted when you actually have to make a decision. Everything else it just does for you. Which makes it kind of hard to learn how to play the game with that method. But at the same time, the games play very fast in a turn-based way. Um, Joshua just mentioned this, and it was the next one on my list of two, solely coincidence, which is Beyond the Sun. This is a tech tree building game that I've wanted to play for a while. And it's another one where I played it on BGA and then bought it in real life because it was that good. Uh, it's, it's worker placement with a l- very light area control. Uh, essentially, you're trying to get the most points, though. That's really where you're going at. Um, Welcome to we play all the time. Space Base mm-hmm. is another one. It's a really good implementation on BGA. Um, Vida Netavalier, Tapestry, Dungeon Pets, Potion Explosion, Randley Man GT, Automobiles. These ones are racing games that I don't think get enough credit. They're really quite good. Um, and maybe they're just really good on BGA and not as good in real life. Um, Downforce, which does get some real life things. And my personal favorite, well, not my personal favorite, still in my top five, um, is Homeworlds. And Homeworlds is a very good implementation on there. They could up the graphics a little bit. I wouldn't mind getting a, a graphical better pieces on there. But otherwise, um, Homeworlds does a really good job too. Kitty, what have you played that I have not listed here? Um, I can only think of one. I just jumped into this yesterday. It is Next Station London. And that's oh, been yeah. really fun so far. Yep. When I made this list, I don't think it was actually in beta yet. And I just, this week is the first time I played a game of that, which is a, um, uh, it's a flip essentially and right? a, it's a flip and right. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. only a four player maximum flip and right, which is the number one issue I have with it is you can only play up to four people. Yeah, but it, it makes sense why. So this game is super cool. If you haven't seen or heard, I hadn't heard of it. It popped up in our discord and I was like, oh, I haven't heard that one. I Googled it real quick and I was like, I need to get in this game. <laughs> and it's basically like a, you're building the tube in London. So you have like a little grid where you're connecting these symbols and every turn you get a pencil that's a color and you start at the dot that matches your colored pencil. And that's how you have to connect the dots. And then you pass it to the left and you start your next round in the next color. So each person is getting the same symbols, but you're starting from a different point depending on which color you had. So it it it's really fun so far. I have not completed a game, so maybe I'll get to the end scoring and be like, I hate this because I can't win or something like that. But honestly, I'm just having fun playing with my own board for now. And that's good enough for me. Yeah, I really, really like this. Yeah. Michael mentions King of Tokyo. I did not mention. Um, I think it's because I just look over it whenever I see it. Oh, Getty mentions Isle of Cats. 100%. I should have written that down. So I did a, an audit of the hundred or 480-some games that are on BGA. And 
I found 137 games that I that I've either heard about, played, is in the top 300 on Board Game um, Geek, and like that's a lot of games that I am would all I would have all of those in my collection, and for thirty dollars a year, they're all in my collection. So there's a ton more. We've covered the top 20, as in that Board Game Geek says, the top 10 that Board Game Arena says, a few of our favorites that aren't on any of these lists. Try out board. This is a commercial for Board Game Arena. Um, we are not sponsored <laughs> by them, but we should be. Um, but Please try it out. Like it, yeah, it really is a ton of fun. And when you can't play, like you can have a regular game night. You can go to GameScore three nights a week. But still, you can't play games all the time unless you're on Did Board we, Game Arena. Um, Mention Stella? No, not see, that's on my hundred thirty-seven. I'm scrolling list. through yep. my my list Games here. Played. Yeah, it's not very many. It's mostly Railroad <laughs> Inc. and Welcome to, but <laughs> some other stuff sprinkled in there. Yeah, um, yeah, Stella is a good one too. Um, Michael asked if we've tried Tabletopia. I have. Um, I believe I have. I believe the reasons I didn't like Tabletopia is because it did not. It doesn't do the rules for you. It's more of a. a 2D. It's kind of a 2D version of Tabletop Simulator, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, TTS Lite is what Getty says. Yeah. So I, the reason I like Board Game Arena is I don't have to know any of the rules. I don't have to like. I don't have to think about that aspect. I only have to think about my turns. And I learn a ton playing a game on Board Game Arena has actually taught me that I've been doing certain rules wrong. In the physical mm-hmm. versions of my games. Um, Sentry is a good example. I had no idea that for the conversion cards, you could convert as many times as you had gems to do so. I'm like, what? But yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. And then you look it up and you're like, oh, cool. So I like that aspect, um, the, the, that aspect of it. And there's another one too that keeps getting mentioned. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's like. Say- <laughs> this is the problem with recording online um i was just gonna say there are so many times where i try to do something like three times in a row i'm like why isn't this working it's like oh it's because it's against the rules and i've been doing this wrong for forever yeah so it's just a great way to learn and fletcher you can be our friend again if you want we'll invite you to our next game oh gee but if you say no for the second time then we know you don't really like us Actually, I oh have to gosh. cancel this week, so. <laughs> Clear the calendar. Hey, Fletcher, um, my regular game group canceled on me. Do you want to play a game on? <laughs> what, the, what night do we play on? Is that Wednesdays now? Wednesday. <laughs> Guess I'm the backup. Well, you know, you can invite Carmen along if she's, if she's willing to create an account. Yeah, I don't know about that. Notable silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our board game arena commercial for this week. And next week, we'll talk about not Board Game Arena if for the entire episode. If we can find a topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can find out. <laughs> All right. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recording Monday nights at 830 Central or join our Discord to talk to us all week long. Both of those links are in our show notes. You can email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the support us link, or clicking the link in the show notes. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gifted Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, 
John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Timothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Joe Punman, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Ganikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yassi, Tolkien Fan Forever, Michael Finley, Stephen Falcon, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Gardner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Connor, Eric Salander, A- Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, J- Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron or ever wants to be a patron. If you want to be a patron, <laughs> join us now because, I don't know, reasons. Um, but until next thank week. You thank you for wanting to be a patron. <laughs> thank you for wanting to be a patron <laughs> and not doing it. <laughs> until next week, keep playing games and having fun. So, Kitty, you started an Azul game, and I've mm-hmm. recently accepted an invite, and I found that there's a third player that you invited that's never on and never plays. So why did you invite this person? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was recording a podcast. <laughs> that didn't seem to stop some of us from creating the game. Joining the game, taking turns in other I was games. Playing a different, I was playing another game. Yeah. Oh, if it's that's my turn. Not, if that's not a testament <laughs> to how great Board Game Arena is, you could be doing anything and still playing a board game. <sighs> mm, All right. I'm choosing my tiles right now. I'm I'm sending this episode link to the um, admins at BGA and seeing if we can get some kickback for it. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>